Okay. <laughs> Put the stick down. That was Drums by Peyton and Izzy, played on Izzy's cast. Yes. Tw- uh, tw- 2021. <laughs> Vincent van Gogh is one of the most famous post-impressionist artists known to man, with extremely famous paintings like Starry Night and even his very own self-portrait. He has an extremely distinguished and well-known art style and is known among both art fanatics and people who have no interest in art at all. He made an extraordinary impact on the art world and shaped it into what it is today. But still one question remains. What exactly happened to this extremely talented artist? Well, it was originally thought to be suicide and written off as so for many years. However, recent writings and evidence point to the possibility that it was actually a murder. Vincent Willem van Gogh was born March 30, 1853 in Zendar, Netherlands. His parents were Theodorus van Gogh and Anna Carbentis. He had five younger siblings, one of them being Theo, who he was the closest to, and Theo comes up a lot in his life. He left secondary school before graduating, even though he had really good grades and no major reason to drop out. But at 16, he began his art career with uh, Goupil and C an international art dealer that his uncle was partnered with. He worked with them in Hogue, I believe that's how you pronounce it, London and Paris, before he was dismissed from the company in 1876. Do we know why he was dismissed? Um, I don't believe so. It's not stated anywhere, but I think it was probably because of sort of who he was as a person, because he was... um, Very much an artist. Very (laughs) (laughs) Very much artist, no. Um, he had, he was, he wasn't like the typical sort of, uh, person that you meet on the streets. Like he's, he had a very sort of certain aura about him that was off-putting to some people. And that does come up later in the story, but, um, probably for other reasons, however, it's not mentioned. Um, in 1881, five years after wandering Europe and bouncing between jobs, he moved back in with his parents. Uh, his brother Theo worked with Goupil and C, which was the company that he was dismissed with, but uh, Theo had risen to being a manager in the company and would give Vincent money because Vincent had no job at the time. Okay. Vincent would move out for periods, but then eventually come back home to his parents. In 1884, when Vincent was in his 30s, uh, he began wanting to start paying Theo back, and so he would send his paintings to Theo in Paris for him to sell. However, um, the paintings that Vincent was creating was not what the Parisians wanted and did not sell at all. Over the next five years, life slowly started going downhill for him, and he started a failed art collective and continued his nomadic habitation around Europe. However, it was during this time that the style associated with him started to take form, which is like the lighter tones and the short brushstrokes and just like everything that we think of as Vincent Van Gogh today. And the peak of his art progress actually happened at a time of his declining mental health. And Isn't was, that how it always happens? <laughs> yes. With typically with most well-known artists, their peak is when they're at their lowest. Perfect. <laughs> um, it was in 1883 when he did sever his ear, and there's a lot of speculation about it because some people th- thinks that thought <laughs> some people thought that he cut off the bottom part of his earlobe some people thought it was the top most people think it's like the whole ear but there's a lot of misleading information so it's not really known but it's most believed that he cut off his entire ear you know your gone. ears can grow back wait <laughs> <What>? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, so I read like a news article about this girl who uh, she was like when she was little, she was like in a car accident and her mm-hmm. ear got sliced off Ugh. like fully, but her ear grew back. It's just like a little bit deformed, but it, it's there and she can like hear from it. Oh, wow. That is so interesting. Yeah. I did not think that ears could grow back. I don't know why I know that, though. Most people probably think that he did send it to a sex worker named Rachel, who was his... Oh, Rachel. (laughs) It was thought of as his lover during the time. However, that is actually not true. Love, Rachel. (laughs) She's a queen. She is. Um, He wrapped it up and sent it as a present to a cleaner whose name is Gabby. Oh. Not Rachel. As a gift. Yes, as a gift. Oh. Yeah. I would prefer flowers. Not something that you want to receive on Valentine's Day. (laughs) I don't want an ear. Thank you. No, no. No, no. No, thank you. No, 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 no. No. But do we know if it was like a love present or like... Was it just like, here, here you go. Um, yeah, here's, so. Here's my ear. Um, it was most likely like a love present and a way of him showing his affection towards said person. Cause when people still thought that it was um, the sex worker, they were like, oh, he was having an affair with her, yada, yada, yada. Um, but that's actually not true because he sent it to a cleaner and Poor I don't, Gabby. Poor Gabby. Um, not something you want to get in the mail. No. No. Yes. Um, he was admitted to the hospital in early 1889, and he struggled severely with his mental health. He checked himself into a psychiatric hospital in May and then stayed at that hospital for a year. While he was at um, the psychiatric hospital, he actually created some of his most famous masterpieces, including the irises in the hospital's garden which are considered one of his most iconic pieces. And he had a view from them from his room, I believe, and occasionally went down to paint them. Starry Night was also depicted from a window in the um, psychiatric hospital. Oh, mm-hmm. I knew it was like from a window, but I didn't know it was while he was in the mental hospital. Yep. Dang. Um, in total, he made about 150 paintings um, at the psychiatric hospital. 150? 150 paintings in the one year that in he the was one. there. He didn't have a lot to do, did he? No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> Arts and crafts time. <laughs> yes. Um, his work was finally exhibited in 1890 and received a lot of positive reviews. He was released from the mental hospital in May and moved to Auvers-sur-Oise. Um, in Paris, well, of, not in Paris, a little bit, a little ways away from Paris, where there were a lot of artists, and he could easily visit the O's pam- family in Paris from where he moved. So, that's nice. Yes. So, now getting into his death. After lunch on July 27th, 1890, Vincent left the Ravu Inn, where he was staying, with his easel and painting supplies. He then returned after sunset, and returned with none of the supplies they left with, and his jacket buttoned up all the way, even though it was extremely hot. He limped up the stairs to his room, clutching his abdomen, and this caught the attention of the owner of the inn, Gustave Revoul. Um, he went to check on him, and noticed that Vincent was curled up in his bed. Gustave then asked him what the matter was, and Vincent replied, I wounded myself. 
He then lifted his jacket and revealed that there was a bullet hole under his ribs. His brother Theo arrived midday on the 28th to witness Vincent in bed smoking. Vincent Van Gogh died just after midnight on July 29th in 1890, cradled by his brother. He told Theo, I wanted to die like this. And those were his last words to him. He was 37 years old at his death and he left behind 1,400 works of art on paper and over 1,850 paintings in total. Oh my god. No autopsy was ever conducted and the exact place of the shooting was never identified. So, immediately they just concluded it as a suicide. Yes. Be- why? Because he said, I wounded myself? Yeah. Because um, he was constantly talking about how, like, he wounded himself, and um, later on in the kind of theories that I have, he mentions a lot how he wounded himself to not go interview other people about it because he shot himself, because he wanted to kill himself. Um and it was said a lot before that he would constantly joke about like committing suicide mm-hmm. and such. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why it was written off as suicide instead of I murder. Mean, that if he showed suicidal tendencies or had um, caused reason for uh, for belief that he committed suicide, then I can understand why they would believe that. But I don't know. Him just kind of walking back to his bed with a <laughs> with a bullet wound in his abdomen, and then smoking. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he. It seems to me like he was hiding something. I think he just didn't want questions. Yeah. So that actually does come up a lot in the second theory that I have. Okay. So. Good. I agree with that one already. <laughs> yes. Let's um, hear them. Getting into the theories about behind about Vincent's death. So, the first one is the belief that he committed suicide. Right. Vincent was a troubled genius who shot himself in a wheat field. This was thought of by many, many people. And according to Adeline Ravel, the 13-year-old daughter of the inn's owner, um, quote, Vincent had gone toward the wheat field where he had painted before. During the afternoon, as my father understood it, Vincent had shot himself and fainted. The coolness of the night revived him. On all fours, he looked for his gun to finish himself off, but he could not find it. Then Vincent got up and climbed down the hillside to return to our house." No one was more adamant about this theory than Vincent himself, repeatedly saying how he wounded himself in the fields and shot himself with a revolver there. He constantly mentioned to, quote, not accuse anyone because it was him who wanted to kill himself, quote. Witnesses said that he appeared confused as he lay dying. And when the police asked him if he intended to kill himself, he said, I think so. I think so. Which is not the response that you would get from a dying person who I, did kill himself. I don't know. I feel like... I, I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't. I think he was protecting someone, maybe. Or is that one of the theories? Yep. Did I get it? (laughs) Yep. Okay, let's keep going. I want to hear that one. Um, As I mentioned before, he also joked about committing suicide a lot in the past. However, there are a lot of issues with this theory. So Vincent was shot in the abdomen below his ribs, which is a very odd position to take if he had been aiming for his heart to immediately kill himself. It's like... Yeah... Like, that's, like, a weird angle to, like, bend your arm at, too. Yeah. And the bullet did not actually exit his body, which suggests that there was some distance between Vincent and the gun. It was really... (laughs) (laughs) Suspicious. Okay. 
But there wasn't an autopsy. No, there was not an autopsy. So this is just like, the police were like, yeah, I see it. There's like hole in the Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because you could... You can see it. You can, yeah, see, yeah, you yeah. can tell if a bullet went up through your back. It was really suspicious that he also couldn't find the gun afterwards. Because it's not like he threw it into the wheat field to like leave it for his neighbors to find. That's true. Because if you... Like, I, if you I, shoot yourself, you're just going to drop and fall and leave and the gun. And you would probably have the gun still near your hand. Yeah. Um, Unless it was assisted suicide. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And his wound would have also been a lot bloodier if he had passed out in the field for hours because it's just him sitting in the field with his blood kind of, like, coming out of him, sort of. Yeah. Um, and that would just doesn't make sense Mm-mm. at all. Mm-mm. No one knows where he would have obtained the gun either because revolvers were very rare where he lived and no one admitted to selling or letting him borrow a revolver. And the next day when people searched the field, no one could find the gun or his painting gear at all like both of them had completely disappeared. oh right and the and the daughter said that that's where he like painted so she probably thought he was painting and took his gear yes hmm. vincent was also a very religious man who can actually condemn suicide and called it wicked and demonstrated moral cowardice but he still joked about it yes he said that he did not think that he was a man of such inclinations and uh, when he did, like, joke about, like, committing suicide, he said that he would probably drown if he had to. Like, he would, he, he understood. It's a very holy way to go. Yeah. I mean, like, in our last episode with the Salem Witch Trials, they said if they drowned, then they were good Christians. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, Theo also found no evidence that he had been planning to kill himself and not even a suicide at all. So and he, he and Theo had, like, a good relationship. You would have... You would have thought that he would have left a little something for Theo. Yeah, he was very tight with Theo. And didn't he say that he wanted to pay back Theo for... Yes, and also Theo's son um, is named after Vincent. Aww. So Yes, so... Oh, that's so sweet! <laughs> when Theo got married to his wife, they had a son, and his um, name was Vincent after his brother. That's so sweet! <laughs> they had a good relationship. Yes. The second theory is posed by biographers Stephen Nife and Gregory White-Smith who believed that Vincent was shot by local boys and he protected their identities. So the teenage boys in his area would constantly harass him by kind of pulling small pranks on Vincent. Um, as one does. As one does by putting like salt in his coffee or like <laughs> rubbing chilies on his paintbrushes that he used to chew on and even putting a snake in his uh, painting supplies. Oh, um, yes. the salt one's good. <laughs> <laughs> snake one, not so much. No, no, no. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say. You just put a snake, snake in, in my, my boot. <laughs> There's a snake in my painting supplies. <laughs> doesn't have the same ring. That's correct. All right, go ahead. So, one of the boys, Rene Secretan, said that one of their favorite games was to make Vincent angry, which apparently was very easy to do. Rene liked fishing and hunting, and after watching Buffalo Bill's Wild West show in Paris, he came back to Auvergne with a full outfit of Western clothes, including a 380 caliber pistol. A, a real one. A real, actual pistol. Who would give a child a pistol? <laughs> That just seems like a bad idea. I know. Like, <laughs> continuing with our last episode, children, don't trust don't children. Don't trust 13-year-olds. No, no. No. Don't never trust children in, in these historical stuff. Why do they keep trusting kids? I don't know. Man. I don't get it. <laughs> I feel like no adults really trust us. 
Exactly. Like, I think the reason adults don't trust us now is because, because they we put- did all this stuff back then. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. And that's, so. That's fair. <laughs> so, Renee started walking around wearing his full sort of Western gear. And Vincent started calling Renee Puffalo Pill, which was a mispronunciation of Buffalo, Buffalo Bill, Bill because of his accent. And this made Renee really angry. Which, I mean... I mean, what can he do about it? <laughs> what can he do about that? It's his accent. Exactly. He was trying. He was being nice. They speculate that Renee and his older brother quarreled with Vincent on Boucher Road and may have accidentally fired the gun, striking Vincent in the abdomen. Vincent would then stumble back to the end and cover for the boys um, because they're just kids they're and kids. Like, he didn't want to say like, I mean, that these kids sense, murdered me. I-, I feel like it's very odd that he kept saying, I did it. This was me. Don't, like saying, don't investigate anyone else. This exactly. is me. Because he was trying to cover for them and like yeah. protect their identities. Yeah. So... The boys, most likely shocked by what they had done, would then go back to collect Vincent's belongings from the scene and fled it, leaving no evidence at all, including all of his easels, painting supplies, and the gun. This theory is supported by many of the witnesses who saw Vincent leave the inn and head towards the hamlet of Chopin-Vald, not towards the fields where he had claimed that he had been painting. So he went in the opposite direction of where he was painting before. Well, that seems... And um, the road to where he, the, the road to where the witnesses said that he was going to actually leads to a spot where Renee and his older brother were fishing. And this explains a lot of the previous potholes in the suicide. So mm-hmm. instead of meeting completely separately in the wheat fields, he would have met on the road and that's how everything would have lined up. Yeah, I think the theory is a lot more plausible for me at least i think i feel like that makes more sense than the first the suicide verdict yeah and you said that they they've been talking about how it it, people have opened it back as a murder yes like just forums online (laughs) or (laughs) tumblr just tumblr just reddit no but like um interviews and stuff like that and also there was that movie that came out recently right. um loving vincent i watched right. it. really good film highly recommend it okay um this is not promotional <laughs> not promotional of loving vincent but still a really good film actually each frame it looks like it's like a hand-painted film it's i like, oh i remember when that came out mm-hmm. i didn't watch it though but in that film i believe that they also discussed um because it's like part film part like kind of like almost interview sort of because they have like mm-hmm. voices from other people um I believe they also discussed the fact that the death was probably from the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where, like, the interviews come up and people are like, oh, yeah, this probably happened and such and such. But it's still, like, a lot of people are convinced that it was a suicide, but a lot of the evidence shows that it's most likely a murder. So it really depends on where people stand on this topic. Right. But... I personally, because after doing all the research and reading up about it, I personally feel like it was most likely a murder. Yeah, I'm not sold on the suicide. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was a murder. But, I mean, to be fair, I mean, we're biased. Yes. Everyone's biased yeah. um, to their own opinions, and we all have our reasons. So, I, I think that any, I mean, we're never going to know. Mm-hmm. We're never going to know. That's what sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but because we're curious beings, we're humans. Um, but I feel like I'm, I'm satisfied with 
what we're concluding. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Thank you so much for enlightening me, Peyton, and probably most of our listeners about Vincent Van Gogh, because I didn't know half of the things you told us today. (laughs) Of course. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. Um, I'm Isabella Fowler. And I'm Peyton Cheddar. And this is Historical Horrors.